Hello, Little Giants Nation. Welcome to your home of Little Giants Athletics. This episode starts now. Let's talk some football. All right, Coach, welcome back. Week three. You know, I always get juiced up, Coach. We, we, we do a, a workout for all of you that are, are listening. We do it um, not every week, and we move it around mm-hmm. because of how much the players enjoy it. That we never want to love it. They, it's, it's something they live for. And, and when we, I promise I'm not going to go into details today because we have some things that we want to be able to go over today. But we'll talk to you a little bit more in the future about what these workouts are. We call them man makers. And it is a, it's a mental toughness workout. And we had it one today as of this recording. And um, the, 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 the players love it. They're flying around. It just is. It's one of those things where w- when we get to the end, we have to have like a serious kind of what I call come to Jesus conversations, which is like, guys, you're supposed to not like this. It's supposed to be hard. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to make you wonder, you know, why am I here? Why did I wake up this morning? Yeah, this was a mistake. Yeah. And, and uh, what's good is that we have guys that have experienced this workout. And the most important thing is they come back the next day. They have. Yes. And so we've been able to do this now several, several iterations of this workout. And again, it bounces between either Mondays, Wednesdays, or Fridays. But it always gets me excited because I was, I was tortured with these workouts when I played ball. And so it, 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 it brings me a, a sick pleasure. We're paying it forward. To be able to pay it. That's exactly what it is, Coach. I really appreciate being able to pay it forward to the next generation of dudes that are going to come out of this. But that's not what we're talking about today. No. Today I want to build off of um, some of the pride point stuff that we had talked about now maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Where the, the, the purpose of the pride points, as we obviously, you know, players can get a lot for playing another sport. They get it for every workout. They come and work out. They get it in the classroom. They're able to kind of build up these pride points to hit these different milestones. But one of the ultimate milestones, at when it's all said and done, kind of the final, the coup de gras, as they like to say, is being able to choose your, your jersey number. Yes. But there is some more as we get into kind of spring ball and we kind of get to see where the pride points kind of um, mean quite a bit as well. Yes. Uh, so this month in February, you know, we're focused more on the weight room. Um, you know, at the end of the month, we have a dead period, which you can talk about that, you know, in the next episode, what that all that means. But coming off the dead period starting in March, we'll start getting on the field um and do what we call you know we kind of call it spring ball it's not you know spring ball like you see the colleges do where we you know we're not out there in pads or anything purple gold game right you know we're not we're not doing all all of that but um we'll have you know we'll have our linemen out there uh wherever our skill guys out there we'll start um doing some individual uh football specific drills that works on their positions Um, and then we'll also kind of roll into seven on seven which we'll talk about here in a minute uh, but the, what happens with our pride points is no matter what position you are, hey, the pride points start our depth chart. So we go out there in March and April, hey, those guys that have been in the weight room and doing the right thing in the classroom and doing the right thing in the community, those guys are going to be at the top of the depth chart to start. Now, and I find that very helpful because I don't know everybody yet. Right. So when it comes to, I, I know the, the, the 20, 25, 30 dudes that are showing up when I'm training 
them in the weight room on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but we're training on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. Right? There's lots of young, young cats that have been there. So it, it really is helpful for me as a coach on the coaching staff where it is if I show up to spring and I don't know somebody from Adam, well, I can take a look at it as like, oh, well, where are they falling mm-hmm. on pride point wise? I'm like, oh, okay. This kid is, they, this person's been working out. They've been doing playing. So like it, it gives me at least on paper. Yes. Just a very good like kickstart of like this person has nothing, no points at all. Right. Um, okay. Either they're really brand new or they kind of haven't been taking care of business when they could have. Right. Or you have some points where I'm like, all right, cool. I kind of know that this person at least has been doing something yes. since they last touched this field. Yes. And then, and then, of course, once you get on the field, you know, it turns into, you know, we have competition out there every day. Uh, you know, in some spots are going to be some brutal competition out there on the field. Um, but then, it, you know, then it comes into, you know, who's doing their job, who's making plays. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, then the depth chart develops from there. Um, but, you know, we want to make sure that those guys that have been earning those pride points. And to me, it's kind of a way as a coaching staff. You know, if we have a kid that is has amassed a bunch of pride points because he's playing other sports and he's lifting in the weight room and he's doing what he's supposed to do when he's supposed to do it, it's a trust thing, right? Sure. You know, we can trust them. So we're going to start, we're going to put you here at the top of the depth chart because we trust you right now. Yeah. And now it is up to you as the player, can you do this job? Yeah. Can you perform at a high level? And then, you know, all that works itself out on the field yeah because when it comes to depth chart it's one of those things where it's it is more than who is the best athlete and that was an interesting thing for me certainly learning as I went which is as I played sports at at varying levels and either was a starter or wasn't a starter or had different positions that I focused on was the best athletes sometimes rarely were the dudes that were getting the most reps Right. Because it was, they do need to know, they got to know the play. They got to know where to line up. They got to know, um, they have to know when they're supposed to be blocking and do they block? Like if I think about skill guys and that trust level, like I know when I played college ball, it was the dudes first, before they ever got to touch a ball on offense or defense, they had to earn trust with the coaching staff on special teams. Yes. So the best players on the team when they were young, mm-hmm. they played special teams. They were on kickoff. They were on kickoff return. They were on punt. They were on punt return. Like that's where you earned your stripes to where playing wise is holding a two second block just as important to running a post to score a touchdown. Yes. And if you if it is just as important, then a coach can trust you. And I think that this builds on that same premise, which is have you been putting in reps in the weight room? Are you doing the right things when nobody, quote unquote, is looking? Kind of, are you building your base, building that foundation to be able to go play ball? Because thank God, coach, we're not. This is not a weightlifting team. No, you know, at the end of the day, no. this is football, and I can't I wait. go out and play football. Right, and that's kind of one of those things where it's like the weight room is such a small window of time mm-hmm. that we could kind of build foundation and build a base to go play a sport. That's what I always love so much about like bodybuilders and power lifters and all that nonsense. It's like you realize that there are players in the NFL and in college that lift more weight than power lifters and bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. 
and weightlifting is probably the third most special thing about a football player. Yes. They still play a sport. Right. They're still doing all these other things. So that's what I really like that idea, this premise of being kind of build up that accountability yes. and build up that trust from a coach's perspective. But I think it's important for players to know how do I kind of put my best foot forward at all times? Yes. And that's kind of where you, it's, it, it just, it depends, right? Where you put your time and energy depending on that uh, portion of the year, which season quote unquote we're in, that's where your focus goes. And then you kind of build up. But if you can't play football, it just doesn't matter how many pride points, oh, yeah. how good no, of a we, kid you are. Like that is one of the harder yes. lessons that we it all have to lesson. learn. And and unfortunately, we you know we've had kids, you know they they come to every single workout. Yeah, and they are here nonstop, and they're in the top five, top ten pride point getters. Yep, and they start at the top of the depth chart at the beginning of August. And unfortunately, by the end of August, they're not necessarily at the top anymore because they can't perform at a high level consistently. They right. may be able to, they may have a little flash here and there, yeah. but can they do it every day, day in and day out? And, you know, some kids, unfortunately, they can't. And, uh, but again, there's a role for every player on the team. Yeah. You know, they're, they're still just as important as the superstar. And I will tell you from experience, I was a guy that I couldn't cut it in college as a right. as a D lineman or as an O lineman. So I found my niche. I found that oh well, the team needs help over here. Special teams mm -hmm. they need help on kickoff return. The the long snapper is going to graduate, so I'm going to learn how to go do that so that I can because I just want to play. I want to be a part of the team. I want to do the things. It wasn't one of those things where if I can't be the starting defensive end, then I don't want to play. This is stupid and this is lame, and I'm going home. Like it was one of those things where it's like, no, no, I want to, I want to, I want to participate. I want to make the team better, and that is one of the nice things. Basketball, you're screwed. There's five spots, dude. Yeah. Like there is, you got five spots. If you ain't one of those five, there's a reason why basketball does not, does not carry ninety nine. Think about the number of spots that you have on a football team. That's my point. You got eleven on offense. Yep. Eleven on defense. You got a kickoff team. You got a kickoff return team. You got a punt team. You got a punt block team. You got a field goal team. And all, all and, those teams have 11 people. And you could have the white. Like for us, we always called like black was block. Right. Punt. So you could have a punt block team. And then you could have the white. You could have a punt a return, return team. team. There's different guys. So you, could, you have yeah. so many opportunities. And I think a lot of it was, it's, it was your, is your mentality. And I think of the mentality, which is, well, I don't need to go, I don't wait room. That's early. I don't want to go do that. Like it's, it, again, it, it, we, we will continue to harp on it where it is your mindset in February will directly affect your mindset come August and September. Because if you don't have the right mindset where I understand why I need to go do these little baby steps that are unpleasant or I don't want to be here, where it's like you, you need to have the same mentality about punt. Punt isn't a time to catch your breath and take a break. And that is one of the beautiful things where if you have enough dudes that come out to come play, that you really can put fresh legs in at yeah. every one of those deals and not have a guy be like, I'm only on fill in the blank. Right. I'm only on this. I'm only on that. This sucks. I hate this. And it's, well, it's, uh, there's only so many spots, but with football, you get so many opportunities to be able, and it's to build trust. Because if you got a dude that can make plays on the punt team, and let's say he makes plays on the punt return team. 
yes the ball shows a little bit of you'd be like coach would be like why isn't this kid running the ball why is yes. why why, we why, why is offense. he only we got to get him on we got to get him on offense right and that's exactly certainly what i tell co- coach who is this in the weight room who is this kid yeah. i've never seen him he's like well coach this is you know so and so he's only a ninth grader i'm like good good lord why were we not having him on varsity last year like yeah. it's because yeah. you start to see some things you're right. like hey that catches my attention. So it just is, as a player, I think it's important to always know this. You never know when coaches are looking. Right. You don't know who's watching. And this is a lesson forever. Yes. Which is you never know who's watching. You never know when they're looking. And you never know when that will make the difference kind of come down the road when there are some bigger opportunities, when you could get that job, get the job interview, or be able to get the opportunity to move up in a position. You just never know who's looking and when they're looking. Yes, every rep counts, whether it's, yeah. Special teams and practice. It could be doing your jumping jacks before practice. Every <laughs> right. rep counts. Yeah, it is one of those things. Now, so we set the depth chart off of pride points, and that's helpful because, again, these are a lot of things that I get to learn while, while you all that are listening learn some of these things. I get to learn them as well. And so we set numbers. Now, numbers, they don't get established in spring. Numbers are going to get established as we get into the summer, get closer to the season. Right. But we do seven on seven, right? There's yes. going to be some competition stuff. Yes. For some of our skill guys so what what does that typically look like what is that looking like this year yeah so the, the first thing coming out here soon um we'll get an opportunity for our seven on seven guys to uh they end up they'll be able to purchase and keep their seven on seven uniforms um and a uh, little side note our seven on seven uniforms uh were designed by a uh, a player of ours a recent graduate emerson miller shout out uh that's all awesome. signed those so um and so we'll send those out, um, and you guys can see uh, me, Coach Jarvis, uh, to get your uh, your uniform, and you get to pick a number, a because you are paying for it, right, right, and you get to keep it. Um, but again, that number is not indicative of the number you may get come August, because the, that number that you're going to wear in the fall is still determined by your pride points. So, but. Uh, all in all, it's an opportunity for our skill guys to get a, comp- a level of competition that we talked about uh, with our in-season athletes where they're, they're going out playing games, and they're competing. Um, but it also helps us fine-tune our passing game. Um, you know, here at Waynesboro, we're one of the few schools in the area that do throw the ball quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, we like throwing the ball around. Uh, so we like to get out as early as possible and work on that skill. Um, it also gives our DBs and secondary a chance to uh, – practice defending the ball and it's and it's not against ourselves right so we're going out against other teams we've got um so far uh still on the the infant stages of planning uh, but right now we're, we're looking to go uh up to east rock in uh the month of may and then we're going to go over uh to a school in Albemarle county the exact school hasn't been set yet um but over there in the month of june so quite a few opportunities here for our skill guys coming up uh, to get some competition out there. Now, seven on seven, Coach, I know it's hard to believe, but I never was a rabbit. And so, you know, sort of listeners, uh, if you are a small, fast guy, you are a rabbit. That's what I call all small. If you are not a lineman, if you're not one of the big uglies, you are a rabbit. So that you're going to hear me say that phrase a lot. So I never got to participate in a whole lot of seven-on-seven, Coach. Those yeah. things that Rabbits did, and I always stayed over in the side with the other guys. Um, so 
tell us a little bit about seven on seven just generally, which is what are those positions? What is, yes. what, what is the point of this? So technically, uh, I always kind of laugh because it's actually six versus seven because the seventh person on offense is actually the center. Yeah. And he actually, he can't catch a pass. <laughs> yeah. I always felt bad for like, cause I felt like that was one of the things I knew, which was like, Oh, you didn't want to be the center for the seven on seven. Cause you just snap there and you just stared at a bunch of little guys run around. So on offense, uh, we have our, you know, our receivers, um, you know, most of the time we're, or four wide teams. We have four receivers out there and then our running back and quarterback plus the center make up the offensive side of the ball. And then on defense, depending on, you know, what type of defense you run. Um, so, you know, we'll have, you know, say four DBs, three linebackers, or two linebackers, five DBs. Yeah. I mean, any kind of combination of seven secondary defenders. Okay. Um, so you're just kind of leaving out the defensive line there at seven on seven. Um, so the rules are, you know, obviously you can't, uh, you can't blitz the quarterback. And seven on seven. Right. Um, no linemen. Nobody there to block. Yeah, there's right. no one there to block. Yeah. So, but there, there's a time. So we snap the ball, uh, and the quarterback has three to four seconds to throw the ball to one of his receivers, and it's only half a field. Okay. So we only play half a field. Um, there are first down markers. Um, depending on where you go, the rules for the first down change. But um, in seven on seven, since you can only throw the ball. Right. A first down is usually, you know, say we start the ball at the 40-yard line going in. A first down would be at the 20. Got it. So it's 20 yards for a first down because you're throwing the ball every play. Sure. And then you'll have another set of fresh downs to get in the end zone, which is also 20 yards away. Yeah, so you get eight downs right. to score. Yes. Okay. So, and interceptions still count. Um, fumbles do not. Yeah. You know, because that just will turn into a mass chaos. And quarterbacks can't run. run. And quarterbacks cannot run. Yeah. Yes. So the quarterback takes off. Uh, that that usually counts as a sack. Okay. And usually the quarterback takes off because he's ran out of time. Sure. Turns into a coverage sack, basically. That's cool. I like that. Now, the one thing that I do like is because while I do the strength and conditioning stuff, I'm also going to be working with some of our D linemen. Yeah. And so the one thing I like is about getting um, – I, I, I want to be able to flirt, and we've talked about this, about doing some lineman days, lineman Saturdays, and do yeah. some competition and kind of get out where um, – if you if you are a, a big guy and you've never been to different camps, you've worked where linemen are going to be just as busy as skill guys. Yes, and you're going to be working stuff that's going to be footwork and handwork. Even the same as a wide receiver and a DB can do one on one drills without pads. So can offense and defensive linemen. Yes, you know, pat, uh, unpadded pass rush is some of the best stuff. We're really talking about kind of like these really specific aspects of the game that are more. Um, I would imagine for the rabbits, for your receivers, it's going to be how crisp can you come out of a break? How sharp are your routes? How good is your timing between the quarterback and the receiver? The same premise works for D linemen and offensive linemen, which is if an offensive lineman is going to set up a pass set and is going to try and punch an oncoming defensive lineman to be able to time those hands and slap those hands away and be able to work some of that hand fighting where if you're not, if you do not, if you've never played ball or you've never watched the line closely, or you may not understand that there's a whole lot of just body weight moving and um, hand fighting and different types of leverage skill that at the end of the day doesn't come down to how hard you now hit the dude in front of you with your helmet or with your pads. Right. There's so much that's almost like 
judo type stuff where you're manipulating someone's body movement and are they have more weight on their left or more weight on their right and how can you manipulate that to the point to where almost as a good defense lineman is doing a pass rush, you're going to be, can, can I get through without being touched? Yes. Can I manipulate this dude where he can't even get his hands on me at all and how can I shift that? Well, all those skills get worked without pads. So there's a lot of great lineman work that can be done. So I like this idea of the, the rabbits go and they go do as rabbits do. And then the Met, excuse me, the linemen stay back <laughs> and, and we get to do what big uglies do. And I think that that's where a lot of that, I think uh, it's a lot of good camaraderie stuff. And I like the idea where I've, I kind of talked to you about it, which is kind of almost opening it up to the community at large. Yeah. Doing something on a Saturday where maybe most teams are not wanting to be able to get together. Um, we don't see that, but I think it's, again, for me, it's a rising tide lifts all boats. Yes. To where if you have the opportunity to compete, you have the opportunity to get good coaches that are surrounding players. I like the idea of players getting up and putting in work on a Saturday than whatever else they're going to be doing. Yeah. You know, the odds are they're not going to be doing anything productive. And at worst, we might be up to no good. So right. come play. Come, come, come get a little bit better. If you're a big guy, if you're over 200 pounds, come get yes. better. Come get better. And, and that's why I, I really like that idea. Feet, work on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have some more details about um, linemen Saturdays, you know, uh, once the weather warms up here in, the, in March, April, the rest of the semester after the dead period. That's awesome. Well, lastly, Coach, I think to close it off, because last week, it depends on what, what day of the week we record and then <clears throat> what has happened for our athletes that yes. are multi-sports athletes. But I know we got some updates as since our last recording of some of our wrestlers making progress. Yes. And so you have that for us. Yes. So, you know, first of all, uh, to talk about uh, the uh, district wrestling competition. So, um, you know, shout out to uh, these four guys all advanced to the region tournament. And that is uh, Cameron Newsom, Eli Morris, Aiden Cutts. And Dominic McLaughlin all advanced to the region tournament. Um, and then also, uh, even uh, more shout out to uh, Cameron Newsom was the district champ, 215 pounds. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. Time. And then Eli Morris was district champ at 165 pounds. Okay. So really stoked about that. And then, um, so the, the region wrestling tournament, I believe, was over the weekend. And from those um, from those names that advanced, Cameron Newsom then advanced to the state wrestling tournament, okay. uh, which should be coming up soon. I don't have an exact date for that, but super excited for all those guys. Um, those guys obviously had a great season, and then we wish uh, best of luck to Cameron Newsom as he advances to states. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Well, coach, I think that wraps it up. If you are if you own a local business here in the Shenandoah Valley and you want to be able to support Waynesboro High School's little giant football team. You can advertise right here with Coach and I. Uh, advertise sponsor the Little Giants Radio, specifically here our football episodes. You can email advertise at shenvalleysportsnetwork.com for details. And, of course, as always, tune in next week for our next check-in on the team. Coach, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Little Giants Radio Football Edition will be back next week. You can follow all things Little Giants football on social media at BoroughFootballVA. That's B-O-R-O Football V-A. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, X, TikTok, and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Little Giants Radio anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and share with your friends.
One, two, three, forward!